Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. The idea is this man is tending his garden, taking the weeds out. And before he knows it, the weeds are growing over here. And he's taking and that and dealing with it. And then before now, we have a fallen human nature that we constantly have to watch and guard and tend to. If we don't, it'll overcome us. And so James is saying, you have to deal with the situations in your life. You have to deal with your own heart. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and the Bible commands us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Yet many times we allow secular music or ungodly movies and TV shows to entertain us and influence us. As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series through the book of James, he'll be exhorting us to not make any provision for the flesh. Yes, we are saved by the grace of God through Jesus, but we still need to practically choose to obey the Lord instead of our flesh. We are in a continual battle with our fleshly nature. Don't underestimate it. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. Again in Proverbs 17:27, a man of knowledge uses words with restraint. A man of understanding is even tempered. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Well, two things happen. You give them a piece of your mind, and you also lose your peace. We have to be wise in our communications with others. Someone has said, silence is a fence for wisdom. Be able just a time to be silent, to listen. Not to always have to say something, always have a comment, always have a retort, always have. No. Slow down. In some of the ancient writings, some of the rabbis said this. This was a saying among the rabbis. All my days I've grown up among the wise, and I have found nothing better for men than silence. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. And he goes on to say, be slow to become angry. If there's an underlying hostility, all it does is take a little spark for that flashpoint to be set off and that person to explode. What's underneath? What's going on in the heart, in the emotions? When we feel this persistent need to defend ourselves, self-importance, self-assertion, it's dangerous. So James is saying, be really slow to anger. Have a long fuse, not a short fuse. And where the least little thing will set a person off, and they'll be upset and lose it. I've seen more people hurt in church than I 
would like to have seen over the years. And often it's because, oftentimes it's because somebody has to get their point across. They have to be right. They have to defend themselves. James is referring to that type of thing. He's talking about the context of trials, the context of temptations. And he says, in the midst of a trial, in the midst of the temptation, you need to be silent, you need to be still, you need to be quiet, you need to listen to God's voice. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. A Native American was visiting a friend of his, which was his cousin, in this city. And the Native American heard a cricket. And he said to his cousin, do you hear the cricket? I don't hear anything. All I hear is the traffic, the noise, the horns, uh, the sound of people. So he found the cricket. He said, here it is. And he said, how did you do that? He said, just watch. He went into his pocket, took some coins out, threw it on the sidewalk, and all of a sudden, all these people turned around and looked at those coins and looked where the money was. He said, it's what you're listening for. What's in our heart? If we have disciplined ourselves to respond to God, We'll hear his voice. And James is saying, be such a person that you are preparing to hear God's word. God could speak to you on a busy city street. He could speak to you in the midst of an argument. He could speak to you in the midst of a tremendous trial where others will be losing their cool at work. You hear the voice of God, and God is saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. So our first preparation is to be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to be angry. Now, he camps on that last thought. We need to protect our hearts in order to receive God's word. We need to protect our hearts in order to receive his word. In James 1.20 he says, For a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Sometimes we think we're going to set people straight. Is God in it? Is he? What James is saying, For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. We often get angry at the wrong things, at the wrong time, in the wrong way, at the wrong people. I remember growing up in an Italian home. And in my home, you just spoke your mind. And often you lost your peace of mind. I had to learn when I came to Jesus Christ... And I accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior to put a rain on my lips. And I would pray daily, Lord, put a watch on my lips. Give me wisdom. We have to not let anger control us. Because anger will not produce a righteousness in you. That's what James is saying. It's not going to produce a righteous life. It's not going to produce a Christ-likeness in you. In fact, if you give 
rain to anger, it's like putting wax in your ears. You can't hear God's voice. His word will not be able to shape you and mold you the way you should. He's telling us how we can receive the word of God. He says you can receive God's word in your trial. You can have wisdom in your trial. You can know what God's will, God's mind is by being slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. And he's saying, okay, don't let anger take over your life because if you let anger take over your life and you say, boy, I'm going to just handle this myself. It's going to affect your relationship with God. Getting on with people and going on with God is connected. You can't go on with God if you're not getting along with people. Hear me with that. It's true. Because we cannot come to the altar and bring our gift if our hearts are not right with others. We can't expect God to hear us if we're harboring hatred, bitterness, anger, dissension, all of those things. See, it's going to block that relationship with God. And that's what James is telling us at this point. He's telling us that man's anger doesn't achieve God's righteous purposes. Uh, there should be a truth triggered response. Let me say that. A truth triggered response. If truth is being in our heart, filling our hearts, filling our minds, and we're meditating in the Word, and the Word is reading us, and we're reading the Word, and we're being changed by the Scripture. Now, I'm not just talking about advancing the bookmark in your Bible. I'm talking about really assimilating the Word. What's going to happen is that we're going to respond biblically to our circumstances. Someone who says, man's anger doesn't originate in God's will and it doesn't achieve God's will. It's not going to. It doesn't originate in God's will and it doesn't achieve God's will. That's not the way God works. His wisdom is pure and peaceable and, and God wants us to be like his son. And we're going to blow the trials. And listen, you handle that trial in anger, you know what's going to happen? That trial's going to blow up. It's going to get worse. Then you're going to have another trial to deal with. And then another trial to deal with. And then another trial to deal with. Soon you're going to be walking in a minefield. Anger, James tells us. Keep your heart from it because it will hinder you receiving God's word to your heart. Someone has said, when we feed on anger, it feasts on us. When we feed on anger, it feasts on us. A little poem that describes that says, In the desert I saw a creature, naked, bestile, who squatting upon the ground held his heart in his hands and ate of it. I said, Is it good, friend? It's bitter. Bitter, he answered. But I like it because it's bitter and because it's my heart. You could begin to enjoy bitterness, malice, gossip, anger, retaliation. And you could develop a taste for it. But all the while, 
It's eating at you on the inside. And James is saying, if that's the state of your heart, you will not hear God at all. It's going to block his word to your heart and spirit. It's going to hinder the growth of the word in your heart. There's a third thing in this passage of scripture that we find. He tells us to purify our hearts in order to receive the word. In verse 21, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Get rid of all moral filth. The picture is a garment that's been soiled and dirtied. We just sort of go through this world and we could pick up attitudes and just mindsets that represent this fallen world. And we embrace it and we don't recognize that's the way the world operates, not the way the church operates, not the way a follower of Jesus Christ operates. And suddenly, we need to cleanse ourselves. We purify our hearts by living according to the standard of God's word. Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. Uh, that moral evil is referring especially to gossip, to harsh, hard words. And James, again and again, is going to pound that thought through in his book. He's going to pound through the fact that we have to guard and watch how we speak and what we say and what we do because it affects this relationship that we have to God and he calls it moral filth. It's not only speaking about our words but it's also speaking about moral purity as well. All sorts of things that sort of cling to us in this present evil world. Uh, recognize this, that you have a fallen nature and you'll have that fallen nature until God calls you home. And it's always something that you have to work at. Now this is expressed especially in the New Revised Standard Version. Listen to it as I read. James 1.21 Therefore, rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness. Rank growth of wickedness. If you could leave that up for a while. The idea is this. A man is tending his garden, taking the weeds out. And before he knows it, the weeds are growing over here. And he's taking that and dealing with it. And then before, we have a fallen human nature that we constantly have to watch and guard and tend to. If we don't, it'll overcome us. And so James is saying, you have to... Deal with the situations in your life. You have to deal with your own heart. You have to tend it and care for it. There was a man in the congregation. He would come every Sunday morning at the end of the service, and he'd be kneeling at the altar, and in a bellowing voice, he would pray, Lord, remove the cobwebs so I can once again be near you. Remove all the cobwebs. His prayer went like that. And every Sunday, he prayed the same prayer. Finally, the pastor just got tired of it. And the pastor went down and put his arm around the man, and they were praying, and he said, Oh, Lord, remove the cobwebs. And the pastor shouted out, And the spider, Lord, and the spider. <laughs> we need to deal with the root problems in our lives. The trial is going to show up something in your life. It's going to show up maybe that you have a wrong attitude somewhere or, or that there's a weakness in your 
life that you need to address, or it's going to show up some area that God wants to strengthen. Now, that trial can become a temptation depending upon what's on the inside, but then when we go to the mirror of God's Word, He shows us those things, and He shows us that we have to change, and at that moment, we have the opportunity to say, Lord, I am not going to let anger control me at this moment. I lay it at your feet. I ask for your cleansing. I ask for the blood of Christ. First Peter 2, 1-2 says this, Therefore putting aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word, that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. Peter is taking the same idea that James is taking over here. He's saying that you've got to put aside malice, well, guile, that's deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. He said, like newborn babes, long for the milk of the word. Sin will dampen your desire for the word of God. It'll block your ability to perceive and for God to speak to you through the book. God wants to meet you in the pages of scripture. It was D.L. Moody who said, either sin will keep you from the book or the book will keep you from sin. So either the Bible is going to keep you from sin or your sin is going to keep you from the Bible. There's this aspect of purifying our hearts by humbly accepting his word. That means you have a teachable spirit. That means you're saying, yes, Lord, I stand in the need of prayer. God, deal with me. That word has been planted in you. That word has been planted hopefully on good ground. And if it's going to bear much fruit and you're going to be a fruitful Christian, there has to be a great measure of humility in your heart for when God speaks to you, you say, yes, Lord, that's me. Don't deflect. I say, no, Lord. You say, yes, Lord. I I'm looking at the mirror of your word now. And I see, God, that there's something wrong on the inside. I've got to change this. Mm -hmm. See, God is in the process of making you more like his son. And the choice is yours. If we want to receive God's word, if we want to hear God's word, and it for to produce life and health and spirituality in us, we have to prepare our hearts to receive it. We have to uh, purify our hearts to receive it. And that's what James is talking about. In 1 Thessalonians 2.13, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, you heard it from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. You can plateau in your Christian life. You can make it to heaven, see Jesus, walk the streets of gold, but you can plateau and never be all that God wants you to be. But what a freeing, liberating thing when God can speak to your heart and you can yield your heart to God and let him change you and transform you and take you from one glory to another, to another, to another. See, God put that word in your heart and it's able to save you, save you from those trials, save you from those temptations, save you from falling into sin, save you from yielding to the powers of darkness. God is interested in doing a work in your life. Suppose with me, an entrepreneur 
began a new business. As he began that new business, it prospered, it grew. And after about eight months, he decided to go overseas and have just an extension of that business. He, he wanted to uh, start a, uh, an extension of it. Let's say he communicated with uh, his assistant. He sent him emails, he called him up, sent letters, and at the end of the eight months, he came back and he walked back into uh, the business, and all of a sudden as he walked, he noticed crabgrass growing on the outside. It was just overtaking the place. And he walks into the door, and he's standing there, and there is the secretary filing her nails. Just relaxing, taking it easy. Then he goes into uh, the office of his assistant. And there his assistant is playing a chess game with the uh, marketing manager and the sales rep. And, there. and then he goes down the hall and he notices on their uh, screens, their computer screens, he notices that they're watching soap operas. And I said, what in the world happened here? Didn't you get my emails? Didn't you get my letters? Didn't you know what I was thinking? Didn't you know what I had planned? Didn't you know these things? And they would say, wait a minute. Every Wednesday, you'd be pleased with this, we have a letter reading day. And we read your emails that you sent us. In fact, some of the employees went as far as memorizing those emails and they can quote to you whole pages of them no they really weren't hearing he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches hearing is a matter of receiving and responding and James says if we're going to hear the word of God there has to be Real, true reception in our lives. This is one of my favorite quotes. E. Stanley Jones said this. The Bible redirects my will, cleanses my emotions, enlightens my mind, and quickens my total being. God is speaking. But we could put wax in our ears and we can be deaf to his voice and ignorant to what he is saying in our trials, in our tests, in our temptations. If we haven't said, Lord, I want to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I want a long fuse, not a short fuse. God, I don't want to give myself over to anger. Because that's not going to accomplish the righteousness of God in me or in anybody else. I'm going to set those kids straight. My children are going to... No, no. Let God give you wisdom how to raise your children. Don't blow up. You might, well, you might hurt them and everything else. You have to say, Lord, I'm going to purify my heart. Is there something, God, that, boy, I got to clean myself of? See, sin will keep you from hearing God. He'll come in the church, and it may be pouring rain. The presence of God may be so powerful here. The word might be a word right from heaven to earth, 
but you won't hear and you won't know because boy there's something here that keeps you from hearing there has to be a humility where you say speak Lord I bow my heart I bow my life tell me I yield myself to you What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? These words from the book of James could lead one to believe that we must earn our salvation by good works. Pastor Ed will tackle this difficult subject and more as he teaches through the book of James. We'll learn that works are the result of faith, not the other way around. Although building in faith is a huge blessing, we pray that it's not your only source for the teaching of the Word of God. It's our hope that you're attending a church that teaches God's Word from beginning to end. If not, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For service times, driving directions, and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Edward Jones. Please join us next time as Pastor Ed continues teaching through his series through the book of James, right here on Building in Faith.